He wouldn't yeah. believe you. He hated you. Oh. <laughs> That's what it was. I need to get as far away from this bitch as possible. <laughs> this is Hello and welcome to episode uh, 30th, I think, of And Associates. I am one of your hosts, Preston Everlin, along with... Your favorite host, Carson. And we are coming to you today uh, with a special guest. So, Carson, why don't you introduce that special guest since they're on the call with us now? Okay, so this is someone that I've been friends with for a long time, and I hope we get into, like, our friendship and how we met and everything, Um, but he's um, someone who I adore and love and have known since high school um, and is currently in Los Angeles, California, and um, we're going to talk to him about living in Los Angeles and his job and some other things. So, everyone, I am pleased to introduce Colin Becker. Woo! (laughs) Like I said, this is my first podcast that I've ever been on, so I'm very excited. Thank you both for having me on. (laughs) I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for for joining us. And, I mean, I, I, I think with that, Carson, we'll just push our corrections and stuff to the bottom, and we'll just start the conversation with Colin, if that sounds good. Oh my God, we're doing this out of order. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. The people, Nobody told me. The people will forgive us, I think, considering one of the people is Colin. So I think, <laughs> I think we'll be good. Um, Just make sure we remember that, I don't know, Preston, if you told Carson, but when I was listening to your last week's podcast, I caught the Skins oh, thing. Yes. <laughs> Literally, as yeah. you were talking about that, I was like, this is Skins. He's talking about Skins. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So actually, we'll go ahead and go into that correction since you are the one that pointed it out. But when uh-huh. I, when we were talking about UK shows and I, I was talking about uh, Misfits and I was talking about how like they may, were going to make an American version, but they didn't. And then I was like, there's another UK show that I can't think about that they brought to America, but it was like filmed in Canada and I can't remember the name and it is a, a group of teens or whatever and then so yeah you knew what I was talking about which was which was skins which got into I remember when they brought it to America the American version there was some controversy because uh, at one point there was an underage actor who was nude or something and so it was like a whole thing but other, other than that very surface level issue that's all I knew about it because I didn't watch the American version I had only watched the um the UK version because those are typically better, but yeah. Uh, did you? Did you? So I, I'll ask the first question, which is: Did you watch Skins the UK version? So okay, yeah. So I watched. I, I started watching the the American version of Skins, and I didn't know. Like I watched it when it came out, and I didn't know there was a UK version. Uh, and in college, my friend, uh, one of my friends, let me know that there was a UK version of it. So I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I loved it. Like, it's, like, probably my favorite show. Honestly, I watch it all the time. (laughs) It's so good. Um, Carson, have you you watched Skins? Have you heard of Skins? Do you know her? Do you know what she's about? (laughs) Um, I've heard of Skins because Colin used to talk about it in high school, I think. Um, And that's, that's like, all I know. 
that's the extent of my knowledge. It's like, it's really good. And I think kind of what Preston was saying too, the one cool thing about skit, like UK and like the US have very different like film regulations on like what's mm-hmm. okay. So like in the UK version, they have like actors that are playing the characters like actual age, like around it. So a lot of them are like under 18. And some of the scenes, like they definitely wouldn't fly in the US, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's not like nudity, but like they'll like pretend to have like, like you know, sex scenes and stuff, um, and mm-hmm. that wouldn't fly here. So, yeah. I didn't know that. Um, that's really interesting. Do people specifically like say, "Let's go film like in the UK to get around some of the stuff in the United States"? Or what's that? I don't really know. I just know. I just know the. The basics on at least like the skins situation on why it was like a lot easier how it like it was well accepted in the uk but not in america and that's why like it, it kind of flopped <laughs> yeah um and and the reason that i feel comfortable asking colin that question um is because for anyone who doesn't know like he went to school for um well well, I'll let you say it because I feel like I'm going to say the wrong thing. Like, do you want to explain, like, what you went to school for and what your current job is? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I, yeah, so I went to school for digital filmmaking and video production in Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, and I was there for about five years, and then I moved to Los Angeles about four, like, four and a half years ago, and um, currently I am a basically a senior video creator editor um for a company that's kind of it's getting started we we've launched a couple things so far but more videos are coming in the future um but yeah that's kind of like a nutshell kind of what i'm currently doing awesome that's awesome so in terms of your moving to la was was that what brought you there like was it work or was it just you knew you didn't want to stay in the midwest or what what kind of made you go that way? So Carson, uh, so, I, well, okay, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. So it's kind of started in high school, actually, which is kind of funny because Carson was a big part of it. Uh, when I- <laughs> What? I, he wouldn't yeah. believe you. He hated you. Oh. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> I need to get as far away from this bitch as possible. It's okay, coming no. out I mean, now. Actually, here it is. <laughs> okay, this, these are the origin stories. Okay, so let me, I should say this. The reason why I wanted to pursue film and video was, like, in my hometown, it's not really, like, a lot of, not really a lot of people really pursue it because there's not really a whole lot of opportunities in that area for it. Uh, so I was kind of met, honestly, when I told people that I wanted to get into, like, film and video, I was kind of, kind of basically been told, like, oh, good luck. <laughs> like, you're going to have to, like, move to L.A. or New York or New York or something like that uh, or some place that there are benefits I guess so I essentially went to Pittsburgh for college but maybe I, okay actually let me rewind let's cut this part out <laughs> let me start again <laughs> okay we're definitely not so, going to cut that part out just so you know perfect <laughs> take two <laughs> I'm like okay give me these audios I'm going to edit this <laughs> I totally refuse. No, just <laughs> Colin's part of the podcast yeah. <laughs> Okay, so well, I guess what I'm trying to say is that in my hometown, it's not there's not really a whole, a whole lot of opportunities. So I knew I needed to go somewhere that had video and film opportunities that were beyond the local TV news station. Because um, mm-hmm. I never really wanted to do like 
I don't know, broadcast like that, I guess. So I went to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh definitely has a lot more opportunities. I was working for American Eagle Outfitters as an editor and a cinematographer. Um, for the other corporate is there, so we do their videos there a lot. Uh, and I loved it. It was such an amazing job, and it was actually a really, really difficult decision to leave American Eagle because I loved all the people there, and I loved my job, and I loved doing what I was doing, and I got to do a lot of cool things, but... I kind of realized that where I was currently, I felt a little bit like stuck and I couldn't see what was next for me. Um, and I felt like at the time that if I stayed there, I would be doing the same thing for years mm. and years and years. And the thing that I love about fi like video and film is that there's so many different avenues of this industry and you can, I love being a part of the different avenues. So I kind of wanted to step out of my comfort zone and I'd always kind of thought about moving to LA, but I, I don't know if Carson, you feel like this, but coming from a small town, it almost seems impossible. Like it just seems like it's mm -hmm. a dream and that's as, that's as far as it's gonna go. Yeah. And then I really was just thinking about like, okay, if I were to move to LA, what, how am I gonna do this? And how am I gonna make this happen? So uh, long story short in Pittsburgh, I was, like I said, I was working in American Eagle. I was doing other jobs. I did a couple like television shows, well, and commercials. Um, I made my own indie film, which was a really awesome experience. Mm -hmm. uh, and But again, it was like, that was as far as it was happening. So I, mm -hmm. my roommate and one of my really best friends named Shane, him and I, he's also in visual effects, so another part of the industry. And we both decided, you know, hey, we're young, let's go ahead and try to make this work. So we flew out to LA. I'd never been to LA before, or honestly the west coast at all and we flew out for a week just so i could see what it was going to be like because i didn't want to move somewhere that i didn't hadn't visited at least one time so we went <laughs> for fair. one week and it was <laughs> yeah it's just like hey i'm here but actually a lot of people do do that with la they just like show up and they're like now what <laughs> um uh I don't know and like when you do make a move like that there is a lot of like risk and the one thing I didn't want to risk is moving to a place that I had never been to so uh we, we flew out here for a week uh spent like a little vacation here and I loved it like I just loved like the diversity of people and cultures and locations and it's just such an awesome place of just diversity I guess in general um like you can be in the beach or you can go to the, the you know the mountains or the desert all in the same weekend if you wanted to um so after i found out that i loved it i kind of was like okay this is it i'm totally doing this and our kind of that was in april of 2016 and our lease was up i think it was like in yeah it was end of october of that year so like a couple months later and i was like okay this is it like we totally like could re-sign in Pittsburgh if we wanted to, but because that lease was ending, we were kind of like using that as like the jumping off point, and we're like, okay, this is the day. So we both individually like saved up a decent bit of money, which is definitely something I recommend if you move, uh, so like take a big risk like this. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have a job, and I also didn't have a place to live. Um, so essentially what we did was we packed our cars up, we drove across the country, we stayed in a hotel for uh, like four days. No, yeah, maybe like four days. And then during that time we were like, 
like apartment searching. And at the time, because we didn't have jobs yet, we kind of could look all over LA, which was mm-hmm. also kind of scary because LA's really big. <laughs> so you're like, it would be so bad if I get a job like across town. <laughs> um, which is literally what happened. <laughs> oh no. Um, okay, so I would like to add a couple elements to this story. Um, <laughs> one is um, moving from, so like you had spent some time in Pittsburgh and lived there and worked there, but, uh, you know, growing up where we grew up, there are like seven traffic lights and, <laughs> and traffic, quote unquote, consists of like, you know, a two minute delay on Pike Street. <laughs> yeah. And so he moved from from that to LA traffic, which I feel like personally is probably the biggest change in shock. No, honestly, I remember someone like put on Facebook or Twitter or something, maybe like a couple months ago, they were like, Ugh, no one knows traffic like Grand Central in Parkersburg, West Virginia. And I was like, oh. I'm like, I am booking a flight during this pandemic to come to your house and fight you. Because you don't know, you don't know me. <laughs> I hope you commented and you're just like, I feel you. I seriously... I like my mouth dropped. I screenshot it, sent it to everyone and like everyone who has been to LA, who's been in like, Grand Central, and that was like, yeah. <laughs> um. um. Okay. the The other element that I wanted to add to the story, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like what I remember is that it was you driving across the country with your grandpa, mm-hmm. which is so sweet and so <laughs> special. My, so kind of a kind of cute, also kind of sad story, but in 2001, my grandma uh, had beat, had beaten cancer, um, it went into a remission, I guess, and as kind of like a celebration, my grandpa and grandma drove Route 66 from Chicago all the way to Santa Monica in California. So a couple years later, my grandma, unfortunately, the cancer came back and she passed away. So my grandpa had not driven on Route 66 since like being with her. So on the trip from Pittsburgh to Los Angeles, my grandpa and I would drive on certain parts of Route 66 and he would like, his eyes would like light up and he'd be really happy and then he'd get really sad. And I was like, oh no, it was like a roller coaster of emotions. It was really cool because like, this was a trip that my grandparents like, it was so, it was so big in like our family. So to see like parts of that road was like really cool. Oh, I love that. That's so nice. Um, Okay, so real quick, just going back to when you moved. So you moved in 2016, right before the 2016 election, and you left a swing state. And so I have a very important question about where did you oh, vote no! in 2016? <laughs> Not who you voted for, just where did you vote? <laughs> okay, so I have to say, and this is kind of a bad thing, kind of a good thing. This past year was the first time I voted for a president, but I did vote this year. That's great. Beams, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you for voting. Yeah, so I honestly... Like, you won office. Like, thanks for your vote. I appreciate it. Thank you for your vote. I I ran for LA uh, commissioner or whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I... Yeah, so actually, this past year was the first time I've ever voted for president. Um, I was... Yeah, I was... I don't know how political I should get. I basically, I, yeah, I, I just knew that my, I think everyone's voice obviously always matters, but I think mm-hmm. this 
election in particular was incredibly important and I like couldn't bear to sit back and not have my voice heard so that's kind Mm -hmm. of why I jumped into this one but I actually kind of have a funny story about election night in 2016 um now that i'm thinking back on it so we actually stayed in a hotel actually for a week it wasn't a couple days because we got to la on a friday and then we moved into our apartment like the following friday i think so yeah it was a week but the first couple days we were like looking aggressively so my grandpa like had carson mentioned he drove across the country with me uh my roommate's mom rode with him and we got to la and then obviously they were going to fly back uh to their hometowns and whatnot but they were with us for the first probably like four days and this is why I kind of got confused because it was like four days was just like apartment searching and like really trying to like find something and I will say especially for people in Ohio or even even Pennsylvania like renting works very differently in LA where I feel like in Pittsburgh like you know we are going to move like months typically before like you you go it you like search and then you like kind of like maybe put a deposit down in Mm -hmm. LA it's like very quick like you can like go find a place and sign that day so Jesus. yeah like it's it's just because people are kind of constantly in flux here um so that's there's that i'm kind of derailing do they not do they not require notice i feel like some of what the planning in ohio is is that like my landlord requires like two or three months notice mm-hmm. if i'm not gonna resign my lease so they yeah so they do they do require well that's kind of actually interesting. I never really thought about that. Like, because I think everyone, it, it's almost treated here as that, like, if your lease, when your lease is ending, it's like, you could move, you could stay, but you don't need to, like, let them know unless, like, you're going to sign again kind of thing. Mm. Oh, okay. I think that's kind of the thing. But, yeah, for apartments, it's it's really scary, though, because in L.A., you don't know where you're going to be living sometimes, like, a month before so you're like, okay, this is going to be fun. So that last month before you move, you just like search everywhere <laughs> for an apartment. But, but yeah, sorry, that was kind of a tangent. But my my election story, though, I will never forget this. This is, this is tragic. I was in my hotel. My grandpa had just left and flew back to Ohio. And I was in a hotel in the middle of Hollywood on this... It was kind of like a kind of a gross hotel, but let's, <laughs> you know, save money because we were there for a week. Um... And I'm in my bed, a bed that I'd slept in for, like I said, four days, and I'm watching the election results being tallied up, like between like uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, and I'm watching this happen. And the lights are all off. The only light in the room is literally coming from this TV. Um, and I feel like the story is so quintessential LA. But I'm texting on my phone, and my phone drops, and it kind of like falls, kind of like onto my side, kind of like underneath like the sheets, because I was like, you know, had the blankets pulled up. So I pull the blankets up and my, my phone light kind of kicked on and I was covered in bed bugs. Ah! Ew. Yeah. Like black bed bugs all over my body, all over the sheets, like crawling all over me. And I literally was like, like my heart sank. I didn't even know what to do. So I got up, ran to the bathroom, like took my clothes off and I was, I Googled because I've never seen... Molly has she thoughts like about it. <laughs> Wait, that's yes, how I, th- I started barking. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if that was me and not Carson's dog? <laughs> I'm like, bang, bongs, bark, bark, bark. <laughs> oh. But, yeah. Well, what, really well what a, what a, um, what a, a, a good metaphor for that night. 
too, of just like I yeah. mean, America got covered in bed bugs at that night, so <laughs> it wasn't just you. <laughs> oh my, we taking shots, <laughs> and not the shots that I like. It's fine. We're, <laughs> no, we're doing actually, no, I I tell that story a lot because it was it was so symbolic because it was like not only was it um. Not only was it election night, but mm-hmm. it was also middle of Hollywood, like gross LA story, and I'd never seen a bed bug before, yeah. so I like had to Google it. <laughs> and, right? Like, yeah, it was horrible. Um, oh God! Yeah. So just a quick cap on that story, but what was the resolution? I hope they moved you to a different room, or they did something like they didn't just like leave you in that room, right? Um. I actually just slept on the floor for the next couple of days. <laughs> so you just dealt with it. You're like, I'm just I just gonna, dealt with it. Just gonna deal with it. So yeah, the reason why was because uh, we had booked the room in advance for like a uh, week, and I the way gotcha. I looked at it was like I had I had brought in a lot of my stuff from my car, and it was just mm-hmm. me alone. So I knew I would have to move everything from right. room to room. So I just like slept on the floor and dealt with it. Gotcha. <laughs> and then I steamed my suitcase. See, at, at this point, I after my success with customer service two weeks ago with uh, our recording app, I, I now feel like anytime there's a minor inconvenience in my life, I will just complain and get it solved and go full Karen. So I just assume that's what everyone does now, um, which I guess some, some people don't do that, it's just, which is fine. Um, Carson, I have a, I have a um, question about... Um, LA in COVID life, but before I bring it down, I mean further down from bed bugs, do you do you have any uh, pressing questions before I go to that? Um, no, let's go into COVID. <laughs> per- perfect. Um, let's depress ourselves. Great. Well, um, so you're in LA, which is um, right now, or not right now, but has been for the past month or so, the highest rate of infection infection in basically the world. Um, and I, I think what I've read about LA is that your restrictions are pretty tight, even though there's obviously some people that aren't following them, but what's that been like? Um, I mean, I guess you can go back to the beginning of the pandemic and what, um, that was like, and, and what it, it, have you seen, excuse me, have you seen a big shift in, um, like how people are treating it since LA's gotten kind of like a lot of attention with regard to the rate and stuff? Yeah. So I, yeah. So for the most part, this past year has been a lot of just being in my apartment for the most part. (laughs) I mean, I guess it's for a lot of people. Um, But LA restrictions have been very, very tight. I mean, we haven't ever had indoor seating at dining at any capacity since March, Mm. 2020. Um, We Mm. just yesterday reopened outdoor seating at capacity but it's been shut down for a couple of months and we had it again for the last couple it was like last summer we had it for maybe a couple of months too but for the most part like you just don't do anything like you go to the grocery store and you come home and then you know if you are working like some offices uh, my former company they would allow if you didn't have the space to work at home they would kind of provide you kind of like limited seating and area where you kind of be by yourself if you did want to come in and like work at a computer. Mm. Um, But for the most part, I mean, it's very different, especially in Marietta, Ohio. Um, Mm. I, I flew home, which I know this has like a lot of 
stigma around that, but I did go home in September um, of last mm-hmm. year because I didn't want like flight credits to expire because I had already bought that's, a ticket and then canceled it for early COVID. But I did fly home um, in September. I like quarantined for two weeks before and then quarantined two weeks after. But when I was in Marietta, it was like so different. I mean, like so. I mean, it's just, it's funny because everyone, and especially my hometown, they complain about masks all the time. And it's almost mm-hmm. like they're making a struggle about it when it doesn't necessarily need to be. Where, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong, this happens in LA and there are like protesters about masks like that happens here. But for the most part, if you just go into like the stores or like really anywhere, everyone's just abiding by the mask rule and not saying anything. And it's just, it's really peaceful, <laughs> to be honest. Like everyone just respects each other, I would say. Oh. Whereas when I was in my hometown, like, I, like, witnessed multiple people, like, getting in arguments with cashiers about masks. And I was like, whoa, like, this is not like that in L.A. for sure. Wow. Wow. That's... Yeah. That's... And to be to be fair, the, the rate of transmission is very different between the two places. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so, well yeah, popu- pop- population density in, in L.A. is probably much <laughs> higher than in Marietta, Ohio. <laughs> probably i don't know i don't know if if, if that's a fact that's me just saying what i'm assuming is a fact but i i feel pretty confident in that i mean i will say this as and i will should should say that like i also grew up in ohio and pennsylvania or you know and lived in pennsylvania for a while but to kind of put things in perspective like i know so many people who have had covid um none of which have lived in la like mm. I don't, none of my LA friends have had COVID, <laughs> wow. but a lot of my Marietta friends have. So this mm. is a fun little tidbit. Oh, that's interesting. So that is. I feel like I could apply the same thing to my Columbus friends. I don't think anyone I know in Columbus has had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> the little rainbow. <laughs> It's actually just because I don't have any friends in Columbus. <laughs> actually, hikey kind of, because I, de- I definitely know way more people in Marietta. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the difference. But, like, I mean, even, like, my coworkers, though. You know, like, I definitely know people who had it through their family. But, like, individually, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I have another question, which kind of pertains to you too, Carson. So feel feel free to weigh in on this one if you want. <laughs> um, but it's about staying connected with your friends and family in Ohio. Um, so I guess I, I, this is going to be a, like a three-pronged question because I want to ask, how did you do it before COVID? So like how often did you come come home and see, or I shouldn't say home because your home is in LA. So how, come to Ohio and um, see them uh, or Pittsburgh or wherever uh, versus like how did you do that like pre-COVID and then how did you do it or how do you do it during COVID and like where are you at right now with with friends like have, have you seen some of them go away um, from your life not like go I don't know like, <laughs> well I guess you were talking about I'm having oh, COVID it's so my friend. <laughs> all my friends are dead oh, no. oh my god oh my god I'm so sorry oh. <laughs> I just died <laughs> I'm like, welcome, and associates, new new host, Colin. <laughs> and this was when Colin became the other host. Well, I, I, you can be the uh, the favorite host because it can't be me. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what it, uh, to answer your question, um, I don't really come. 
I don't really go to Ohio and Pittsburgh really all that often, to be honest, like even pre, like pre-pandemic. Um, I normally don't even really go home for the holidays. I would say mm. on average, it's about like, I mean, this is like pre-pandemic. I would fly home maybe like once or twice a year. Okay. Um, and the reason why I honestly would not have flown home in September if it hadn't been the fact that I had bought a flight home in May earlier that year. And then that was like before the pandemic happened. Right. And I bought it. And then like they canceled it naturally because like it was like when the numbers were like skyrocketing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I had to use the credit before the end end of the year or else the money that I spent would just like go away. So I was like, I'll just be extra safe. But um, when it comes to like, I would say the pandemic has just affected more so my life just in LA. I mean, like communicating Mm -hmm. through friends via like FaceTime and Zoom uh, has just kind of been my normal for talking to friends from back home. But pandemic in LA, I mean, I don't see any, hardly any of my friends anymore in LA. Like we just, we're just disconnected. And it's honestly going to be kind of weird um, to resume, I guess like whenever life resumes somewhat to normalcy again. I mean, I don't even really like, talk to my a lot of my LA friends anymore just right now because we're just kind of like all doing our own thing and we can't mm-hmm. go out anyway so it's just yeah it's kind of strange <laughs> gotcha um so okay well and I want to mention too that um we communicate a lot I've, mm. as I've yeah. um said like on previous episodes we talk a lot on Marco Polo mm. um and so that's been like an easy way to stay in touch I think um, so shout out to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I mean, literally, I, that's something that I think that I've, Marco Polo has definitely helped me in a lot of different ways because when you live so far away, you kind of get into your own bubble of like your life and it's kind of easy to lose track of your friends and lose track of like what they're doing. So Marco Polo is a great app where Carson and Ricky and Kelsey won't care if we say their name. So, and if they do, they get mad at me. So it's fine. <laughs> anyway, keeping in contact with all of them every day, it's just so nice because we're like all talking and we just get to talk about our lives and our feelings. <laughs> it sounds like the worst app ever. <laughs> oh, God. I like it. No, no, just joking. Me too. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like I didn't sell it. <laughs> I was like, we talk about our lives, what we cook. <laughs> we literally talk about an air fryer, <laughs> our feelings. <laughs> it has a nice beach ball icon. So, and like the great. social anxiety. <laughs> like the social anxiety of like you're talking and you see someone else jump in. Like you feel like you're now FaceTiming them. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Um, okay, so I want to touch on, like, our origin story. So <laughs> I was actually about... thinking about that, because I was like, this, uh, okay, first of all, I am such a scatterbrained person, so, like, as you probably can already tell, I've, like, jumped across many stories, and it's I was fine. thinking to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, the viewers don't even, listeners don't even know who I am, <laughs> like, why I'm on this podcast. It's, fu- it's <laughs> not, no no, not important, it's not important, we just have, uh, um, but no, Car- Car- you're off. <laughs> Please. You're on the pod because you're you're currently our most loyal listener. Yep. So, listeners, you too can be on the podcast <laughs> if you listen more. Yep. Oh, I'm actually really glad that you said that because one of my kind of semi-goals that I didn't really say this year, but I wanted to be on at least 
two of my three most favorite podcasts and check one yeah. um, <laughs> so, and i'm actually i reached out to my other my other podcast person i don't i don't actually know her really but um i just know her through social media and i asked her if i could be on hers and i gave her like some stories and she's like yes <laughs> oh that's so exciting that's amazing. does she want to be on ours um, too uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Plug everyone. <laughs> it's like this giant podcast. It just becomes an ancestral podcast. Or ancestral? I think I'm an ancestral. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go to your or- just just go to your origin story already. Just just go to it. Okay, okay, okay. So I wanna tell like my perspective of how we met and like my memories of you prior to meeting. Okay. Um so I'll start with, um, I, I don't think I knew you until freshman year mm-hmm. um, because you, we had gone to different um, grade schools. Mm-hmm. And freshman year, you peer-reviewed one of my English papers. And that was the <laughs> first time I ever like, knew about you or heard of you because I went to like probably like Ricky and I was like, who? is Colin Becker. I was pissed because you critiqued my work. <laughs> wait, but wait. I was but like, was no he one can touch to? me. I'm perfect. Who the F is Colin? But Meanwhile, a- I didn't know you. I'm like, wow, this piece is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. No, I don't remember that, actually. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so that's my first memory slash perception of you. And then later that year, um someone pointed you out at a basketball game and they're like, that's Colin. <laughs> oh, um, God. <laughs> Ew. Still add you on my shit list. I hope that's how they said it. Ew. <laughs> I was like completely, I probably was like eating nachos, completely unaware. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Because because we were in the student section <gasps> and you were wearing a polo. Yes, fashion. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. You had, I think, like a razor flip phone, and Ew. your your screensaver, like your background, was a picture of you and Joelle. And I was oh. like, oh, like I know her and love her, and like we were really good friends in like first grade. So- <laughs> oh my god, that sounds so scary. Okay, <laughs> I hope. Oh my god, I feel like Joey's gonna listen to this and be like, ill. Why? Why did he have me as a safe phone saver? Oh I don't know what what picture was it. Do you remember? It was just a cute picture of you guys together. I, mean, I don't yeah. know. I'm sure it was a consensual picture that you took together. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> it, it wasn't, wasn't like a consensual. Picture of she her. Was oh my god! Oh, this is going down a path. Okay, so here's here's the thing. I feel like screensavers have changed so much for the past years because I feel like in high school it made sense if you had a picture of you and your friends as your screensaver, but now it just seems different so weird (laughs) that's why that's why it's a weird anyway yeah um so and and so then I kind of knew of you slash knew you like we had formally like introduced ourselves at that point um and then I don't think we were like really friends um until junior year Mm -hmm. when we had chemistry together Mm -hmm. um and we became really close it was like you and me and Ricky and Kelsey um And we all like sat near each other and like um, freaked out about our chemistry <laughs> tests together. Um, and that is where interesting like little podcast story. So I do the bye at the end. And that's where that voice comes from because in chemistry class, 
<laughs> Colin, <laughs> another student like in our class, <laughs> lit a Bunsen burner. <laughs> Colin goes, <laughs> do you want to do it? Do you want to say it? I don't, we probably shouldn't mention her name though. Okay. I'll just say, you can just say Carson. I'll say Carson to put, yeah. <laughs> So I was just like, she like lit this bar, like this burner, and I was like, go. <laughs> you literally just said her name. Oh dear! <laughs> oh, it's what? okay. I, I can um, uh, bleep it out. That out. Yeah, I'll, I'll bleep. That's that. the one edit we have. I'm crying. <laughs> no. You're like, let's not say. Her name. Let's not, let's say, her not name. say the name. Oh wait, let me say the name. Now I have to I do actual editing work. <laughs> Here, how about this? I'll, okay, I'll remind you. Thirty-nine minutes in. Perfect. That's Thank right you. About where. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, you're fine. That's, okay. That's <clears throat> okay. So, okay. So, anyway, that is our origin story origin from story. my perspective. Do you have um, edits or yeah, notes? Yeah. Yeah. What's it from your perspective? Yeah. So I actually do not remember. Um, you at all, Carson. You're like, Who I don't the fuck are you? from high school. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where am I? Why did you DM me six months ago? <laughs> Who are you? No, okay, so here's my thing. I feel like I have a very different story up until junior year, I would say, because I have different memories. First of all, I don't remember, I don't remember peer, peer reviewing your paper. I don't remember... Um, me being called out in the student section or having Joey as my background. <laughs> but here's what I do remember. Um, I actually, the first time I met you, or not really met you, was I remember you, was actually even earlier than that. It was the summer before freshman year um, in summer gym. Oh, yeah. And Say more. So I remember we were, so also note, I was coming to a high school from a different district. So I like didn't know hardly anyone so like every day um <laughs> every day i would like go to high school and be like well <laughs> it's me for myself <laughs> i think that maybe helped me move to a big city by myself but regardless um our school had this thing i don't know if they still do it but <laughs> it's honestly not healthy at all but they're like okay if you <laughs> work out for three months you don't have to take gym for four years <laughs> No, no, no. It's not even three months. It really? Summer gym lasts like two weeks. <laughs> wait, oh. wait, you all took summer school gym? Because so did I. Yeah. <laughs> that way I didn't have to take it for like the class in high school. Yeah, same. Same. Because it was ours was only four weeks. It was four weeks long. But you had to go for three hours a day. It was four weeks, but three hours in the morning. Yeah, that's so not okay. But we all did it. <laughs> We're like, let's have this slight inconvenience now, so we don't have to work at all at all in high school. Um, but it was, yeah, you're right, Carson. It was only like a couple weeks. So we had something else too. There was like summer success. That's what yeah, I'm like of. some sort of freshman orientation. Anyway, um, we in summer gym. We were, I don't know what sport we were playing, but like we were in like the band field and i remember i was on your team and oh no was i was a bully oh god what did i do oh my god you weren't a bully but you were very stern <laughs> i remember i remember you 
you sound like okay i totally got the perspective that you were like in a bad mood or like mad but like looking back now i just think you were just doing you (laughs) because you were standing there and actually i think it was either to be honest i think it was either kelsey or ricky but someone was with you for sure but i specifically remember you and i remember you were talking about something and you seemed like annoyed and then i said something like almost like a joke or something to you and you like looked at me and i don't remember what you said it was like maybe two words or something but you're like yeah or something like that and i'm like ooh oh and i'm so sorry like again looking back now i totally just think it was you were just kind of like in your in your head so i don't think yeah you i don't think you're being mean per se at least i hope not um, <laughs> But yeah, and then it's kind of... <laughs> You're like, dear diary, today I met Carson and she bullied me. I'm never going to forget this. Yeah, like 14-year-old me is like <laughs> lighting incense. I'm like, someday I'll be on her podcast. <laughs> this is how you get destroyed, Carson. And this is how you found out you died. Yeah. Again, I'm going to die and Colin's going to oh, no. take over. Um, but yeah, no, I think... I. I remember there was something sophomore year, and I honestly don't recall it, but I remember like sophomore year I had biology with Kelsey and I had, I think English, I definitely with Ricky. I don't know if you were in that class. I don't know, but I feel like there was Mm. something. I had Miss Roberts for English. Okay. There was something that I had or something that I feel like we, you and I experienced sophomore year that kind of like helped prep our junior year relationship because they're like, I don't know. There was something about it. I just don't remember what it was. But I remember... Well, it might have been your connection with Kelsey. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like... Because I, I, I definitely remember sophomore year being like a building block year. And then junior year, I remember with chemistry, we all would kind of like team up. And to be honest, I don't even know why I took chemistry. Because I did not care about grades in high school. Um, I changed. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> in college. But um, in high school, I was just like... I don't know. I wasn't really into like stuff like chemistry but yeah no like well I mean I'm gonna comment on our education system very quickly because um I think if if there was one class at our high school that prepared us for college it was chemistry um but what I what I would say is that like it's no surprise to me that you like didn't care about school because I'm like because you're an idiot (laughs) no (laughs) Um, because of the way that it works and the way that, um, they prioritize sort of, um, these subjects that aren't, that don't necessarily pertain to specific things. Um, so like, I think it's important to seek knowledge, but seek knowledge in ways that make sense to you and are, um, important to you. So I like always knew that you would excel at, video making and editing and things like that because you were so good at it so naturally talented in high school and learned so much like on your own I was like oh he's gonna crush it like in college and I just know that like after college he'll definitely find success and um be happy like in the pursuit of his career because he's like found his thing um so anyway that's my (laughs) <laughs> that's my little thing on the on the education system I do want to comment though um since he since I'm a bully <laughs> first of all um I'm really sorry that you experienced 
that because (laughs) I know what it's like to be the new kid because I consistently was the new kid. Um, And I should have been more mindful of, like, people because I want everyone to know, like, that they belong. Um, And I um, was a selfish teenager at that point, so... Um, I mean, I totally, I thank you for saying that, but I think the biggest thing is, and this just goes back to ultimately you kind of, it's kind of hard to sometimes look outside of your shoes, you know? And like, that's something that like Mm -hmm. I learned because that was the first time I was ever like a new kid and I never, you know, you just, you don't really realize it until you are that person. But yeah, no, I mean, I wasn't offended by it, honestly. (laughs) Well, no, you have every right to be. I'm just saying like. And part of why I wanted to bring it back up and like bring it back into the conversation is because one thing that I love about you and that I've consistently seen is that like you are really good at being inclusive and like bringing people um, to the table. So um, finding so like I was a summer camp counselor and one of the directions that we were given as counselors was um, think about kids who are sitting, you know, in the corner alone by themselves at the pool when all of the kids are in the pool or sitting around like in groups around the pool. And it's your job, like as a counselor to include them, like get them into a friend group or, um, entertain them or whatever, just know, make sure that they know that they belong. And that was something that you did and still do consistently like you bring people you look for the people sitting around the pool by themselves and you bring them in and you say hey you you belong here despite what everyone else is saying thank you so much i it's kind of funny like as you were saying that like my mind always takes it in like a comedic way and i just imagine like every day i like go to like the public pool (laughs) approaching like kids that are by themselves i'm like like, as an adult man you're like you belong because you're like and you consistently do it to this day (laughs) oh my gosh That metaphor took a dark um, turn. Okay, well, um, but the the defense counsel uses this audio as like, see, he's a pedophile. Oh, God. oh, God. oh no! Oh God! Oh um, no! That that this can be my oh no. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but with that, actually, that is a good um, turn, Carson. Can we go into our two questions we ask every guest? Because with what you were yeah. just talking about, I think that goes into this first question. So I'll ask the first one and you can ask the second one because I think you would prefer that one anyway. Um, so based on what? <laughs> based on it's more fun than um, the question that I'm about to ask, which is what is the best piece of I- ice, the best piece of advice that a, a mentor has um, given you or that you've received from a, a mentor that you uh, feel comfortable with sharing? Um, so there's kind of like two quick ones that I'll share if that's okay. Uh, the (laughs) first one is from a colleague and, uh, this was probably like last year, but, um, I, I was walking with, it was actually a former colleague. We were walking, uh, I think it was like after work one day 
And I was like really stressed out about like an upcoming project that like I didn't really feel super confident about uh, because I was essentially having to manage people and I had always been like a lead but not like a manager, you know, mm -hmm. and when you're a manager, it's a people skills. So I was basically talking to this person and just like, I don't know, I feel like I'm probably going to like, I'm, I'm really worried about failing and she said something that sounds very weird and kind of like narcissistic out of, out of term, but I feel like it's good. Uh, abide by anyone but she was basically saying she was like she's like of course you'll do a good job she's like you're you she's like you literally like think about how far you've come essentially and like mm -hmm. she's like when have you ever been in such a bad place where it's been like a failure kind of thing mm -hmm. so i think about like that and i anytime i'm feeling like down and i think i really give this advice to anyone is that anytime you're feeling down maybe take a second to think about how far you've come. And I know that's kind of like generic mm. advice, but it's it's really true just because, I mean, at one point in time, I never thought I would have been able to move to LA. And then when mm. I was in LA, I never thought I would be able to get a job in LA. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't know that I would be promoted multiple times and then find other jobs in LA. So it's just, I, you know, you it's really, really easy to forget your past and focus mm. on the right now. And I think it's really good to pat yourself on the back. And then the other really quick piece of advice, and this is not necessarily a mentor, but maybe it is. Um, and this is so funny, but it's from Chris Jenner. <laughs> she never told oh, me this. I, I, do, I do not know Chris Jenner, but I will say. <laughs> Actually, that's funny though. And LA they say too. that like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and that's what I'm doing after this podcast. <laughs> the lights are already set up. <laughs> anyway, no. Um, which Hopefully, I... with consenting adults. <laughs> Not kids are in the pool. So, sorry, yeah. too soon. Oh, too no. soon. Um, Back to Chris Jenner. Yeah, okay, yeah. Chris, sorry, we'll just Chris okay. Jenner. Here we go. <laughs> so I don't. Yeah. So I don't. I do not know Chris Jenner, but they they just look like this funny thing that a lot of people say that like in LA, like everyone's connected to a Kardashian to some degree, which is so true because I know so many people who've met them in different capacities <laughs> and like they don't interact with. But regardless, Kris Jenner has this quote. I don't know if she stole it from someone else, but basically she says that if, she's like, if you're, uh, oh my goodness, I'm going to mess this up. It was like, if you ask someone a question or a favor and they say no, then you're asking the wrong person. And I really, really love that because it's kind of this idea. It's like you can't worry about like failure or being like rejected. So mm -hmm. if you ask someone mm -hmm. for something or, and I, I really suggest this when like finding new jobs and asking and negotiating your worth. Like if you don't negotiate your worth and they, if they, if you negotiate the, your worth and they say no, it's like, okay, well then maybe I'll find someone who will give me what I need kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I would say. So don't be afraid of, failure because you're just asking the wrong person yeah i love i love i, I love like both of, both of those really mm -hmm. are so um important to like being true to yourself and knowing yourself enough to you know know your worth and knowing how far you've come from that first one into that second one so those two really really um work well together thank you for sharing those yeah thank you yeah um okay do you here's our other question <laughs> <laughs> the fun one apparently that like i love to ask <laughs> maybe i'm sorry did you want to ask the other one <laughs> every night like carson's like looking yourself in the mirror reciting the question <laughs> this is what you've been training for <laughs> um do you believe in ghosts oh absolutely i didn't i didn't used to but i have a story that changed it everything so 
<laughs> You're gonna tell us the story. story. <laughs> well, I, so here's the thing. I always just go off on tangents, so I need to make sure I'm answering the questions that you ask of me. So, okay, yeah, I will say. So, um, growing up, um, we lived in this like ranch style house, and my mom would always kind of tell people and tell the story that she would always hear like footsteps at night running up and down the hallway. And I was always like, Mom, this is sounds crazy. Stop telling people this because you're making us look bad. <laughs> and you're making us look like crazy. Um, you're the Chris Jenner of your family. <laughs> you're like, Kim, stop. You're making us look bad. Yeah. Oh, my God. Literally, my family would be like the, the trailer park version of the Kardashians. <laughs> but I love that for us. Anyway. Um... So yeah, my mom would like tell people, and she would like tell like a lot of people this, <laughs> like not like the grocery <laughs> store, but like her friends and stuff. Um, and I'd always be kind of like, okay, mom, stop. So one night, it was in high school, early high school. My sister and I were playing PlayStation in her room, and it was like pretty late at night, like maybe midnight. And um, we stopped playing, and she had this giant, and this is relevant to the story. She had this giant like loft bed, but it was like m- kind of like middle and like it would like shake as you climbed up it. So she climbed up and went to bed. And I, she also had this giant shoe like rack that would like, kind of like it like hung on the door. So when you open the door, the shoes would like hit mm. the door kind of thing. So yeah. there was no really way to enter her room or get into her bed without noise essentially. Um, so anyway, so I shut the door, went to bed and I also had a loft bed. I climbed up, I put my earbuds in and I was listening to music, and it was maybe like 20-ish minutes, maybe, and then I heard someone run up down the hallway, like, to my door, and I was like, what is that? And then I, like, stopped my music, because it kind of, like, I could hear it almost through my headphones, and I stopped it, and then sure enough, I heard it, like, this, what I heard, someone run down the hallway the opposite direction, pause, and then run back to my, where my door was again. I was like, what the heck is my sister doing? And this, it, like, it definitely seemed like, it, def- it just sounded like someone running, like on like floorboards, I guess, like, mm-hmm. and carpeted floorboards. And I had grown up in this house, so every single creak I was like very aware of, I guess. So I climbed down my bed and I walked up to the door and I just like kind of like listened and I could hear just the back and forth, like run- footsteps away and then back to me and then away. And then as <laughs> like, the footsteps came up to my door. I was going to open my door and like scare my sister because I had my lights off and I, I don't know. I thought it was my sister. So the footsteps ran up to the, my door and I opened the door and it was, no one was in the hallway. Oh, it was just empty. Oh, no. And I like, I my like heart, my heart sank and I sprinted down the hallway and opened like my sister's door and she's like dead asleep. Like, oh. she, and she, like I even like woke her up to prove like, to myself that it wasn't her, because I didn't know if she was, like, faking it. She was, like, asleep. Um, oh, my god! And I then ran into my mom's room, and I was like, oh. Mom? And I told her, and my mom... <laughs> I didn't like my, my mom's response, because she was like, I told you. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, ew! I'm like, no, we're not having this conversation. <laughs> I mean, I don't think she said exactly that, but it was something along the line. She's like, well... Now you know the truth. <laughs> she didn't say that either. Oh my god. Uh, that's terrifying. I can't. I the fact that I can't. Like, oh, I don't like it. 
I and like it's it's funny too because like I've been in other I've lived in multiple other places and there's only honestly been one other apartment that I lived in it's not the one I live in now that I've ever like had something weird like that happen so it's not like I'm consistently hearing weird things and blaming it on ghosts okay so know? they're so not like, <laughs> it's not following you whoever no like is. good yeah. <laughs> that's what I, okay Preston's like oh it's not the spirit isn't following you and I'm like oh so you're not schizophrenic <laughs> 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 you look over i'm like floating i'm like oh my god it's back <laughs> put me down it's just it's just your little pal that you found at the pool it's fine <laughs> yeah like behind me you see like my water glass like floating i'm like stop it i'm recording <laughs> not while we have friends on um, yeah, like a fourth group chat pops up. <gasps> <I'll see yeah>. <laughs> I, would, I would not like that. Um, uh, well, uh, Colin, I mean, I, I guess before I ask you, do you have anything else? Carson, do you have anything else before I ask Colin? Does he have anything else before we let him be free and live his L.A. life? Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to make sure that we gave him an opportunity to say something, anything that's like, burning on his chest okay. if he wants to like let it out this is your form say anything to, if he wants to plug something um go for it um okay well first of all i want to say thank you both for having me on here for sure i i always love supporting my friends just to support them but i genuinely do enjoy listening to your podcast like literally every monday and thursday i'm like oh it's monday or thursday uh and i jump on i like to be honest one of my hobbies this pandemic has been honestly listening to podcasts and like binge listening so i'm actually i've actually listened to your show twice <laughs> but I, I listened to it all the way through and then listened to it again we love yeah. um but yeah so thank you for that and i also think just in general i I really do, I'm not even just saying that because I'm Carson's friend, but like, I really love the podcast that you're creating because I think you, you talk on a lot of different topics and I think that your Thursday video, sorry, your third Kate, your Thursday episodes are really great because they're a lot normally like lighter than maybe your Mondays are. And it's a really good balance. Um, and I also think it's great that you kind of offer a place to talk openly and then you have a place to kind of like, I don't know, like come back with uh corrections that you have so it's mm -hmm. like not a place where you're consistently worried about what you're going to say um i think if i had to say anything before i wrap it up if anyone you know uh ever wants to make a big move like to los angeles or new york or really anywhere i am definitely don't think like don't doubt yourself about the possibility of doing so and i also want to say that just because you go somewhere and it doesn't work out, don't think that you failed doing so. Um, that was something that I was really thinking. They always say when you, you come to LA, it's like, okay, you have to make it six months. And if you don't make, if you make it six months, then you're good. And then once you hit the six month mark, they're like, oh, okay, actually it's more like the one year. If you don't hit the one year, then you've like failed essentially. Um, and the sad thing is, is because LA is so big, um, you come here and there's so much competition and so much, I guess like noise that it sometimes you can be ex an extremely talented person and just not be mm. seen, you know? So mm. I do want to throw that out there. Just that you should definitely take risks and um, put yourself in a place to fail in a sense. Cause that's where you end up winning. Mm. Well, thank you. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, th thank you for leaving us with that, that piece of uh, 
advice or information or however people want to take it but I I mean it's it's great thank you so much for coming on and um spending spending uh some of your time with us we really appreciate it thank you both